Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. This is the happy hour edition, our traditional happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show, and we're going to spend a couple hours here engaged in some entertaining and energetic conversation on local, state, national news and politics. We'll talk some recreation, travel, natural world. Uber producer Dan Peters is not in the studio. He is not here, having pulled another morning shift on the Main Street Cafe with Beth uh, filling in there for Chad. Thanks for spending some time with us today through your radio at Information 1000 KSOO. Maybe you're out cruising around the city on this fine Friday afternoon, getting ready for a lovely and warm weekend. It's summer. Who's complaining about summer? Not me, baby. Maybe you're streaming live at KSOO.com as the day winds down and the work week winds down at work. You got the earbuds in. You're trying not to, you know, act like you're listening to the radio. You're trying to act like you're working. I get it. I get it, baby. I know. Or maybe you got that KSOO mobile app, that one-touch streaming. One-touch right there on the app that you went out to your various platforms to find. It's easy to get. You just search KSOO because there's only one. There's only one KSOO. We've been here for, oh, decades and decades now, 60-odd years of broadcasting to the greater Sioux Falls metropolitan area. Oh, and we love it. We love it. We love it. Also, we're always on Facebook Live. At least we are today. Seems to be working. We got our internets all fired up and ready to go. All And the Twitter account, at P. Lally Show. We got all the social medias. We got the traditional broadcast tower. We run the internets. We do it all, baby. Come on now. Yeah, so it's going to be hot out, right? So just get used to it. Remember all you people complaining? Do you remember that? I know who you are. I'm so cold. I'm chilled to my very bone. <laughs> Get out there now. Just go out and lay in the sun. Sweat. Yeah, in the grass. Oh, it's good. I could do with a little less wind. I will say that. I know that I'm going to be out this weekend. I mentioned it a couple times this week. Going bike packing. Packing up the bikes tonight, taking off in the morning, headed up to the Palisades if you're in the area, you know, and you see some bikers, say howdy. We're taking the back roads, doing a little gravel action. It's going to be fun, going a little group, spend the night up at Palisades and uh, maybe catch some Jesse James days there in Garrison. Did not know that was going on when we booked this trip, but that's okay. Just makes for some more frivolity. Going to Garrison maybe for a little while, catch the street dance. Always a good time. Not only is it Jesse James days, it's also Hartford Jamboree days and Teapot days. You throw in maybe a little Brandon and you got it all wrapped up. Harrisburg days, I think that was last weekend. The days, the, the festival season is upon us. Maybe the suburban communities could get together and sort of schedule these things out so we had one every weekend, you know. We could, hit, we could do the circuit. Get a t-shirt. That'd be fun. There, See, I'm just throwing out de- economic development ideas for you people left and right out there, my friends in the suburbs. I love you. I really do. But don't put them all on the same weekend. I'm going to be up in Garrison slash Palisade State Park, beautiful state park up there, and one of the many 
parks that we have in our metro area that uh, with the camping and such. And, you know, I'm not a huge uh, camper, but I'll, I'll do it bikepacking a couple times, three times a year, and it's fun. So I had to go out and get some more gear because, you know, you're saving money uh, by entertaining yourself with a bike and some cheap camping sites. But, you know, you got to have gear. Needed uh, another one of them uh, air pad things that uh, just you roll them out and they fill up by themselves. Needed another one of those. Kaching. Uh, and then, of course, uh, lost my hammock. So got uh, got a new hammock. Kaching. And, you know, a couple sporks. Some fuel for the uh, little stove action that I got for Christmas. So yeah, we're ready to go, though, baby. We are ready to go. Got the Salsa Fargo all tuned up and ready for a ride. You'd think we were, you know, going across the country. It's like 25 miles to the Palisades. But it's going to be gravel. It's going to be hot, a little less windy. And uh, looking at a, a very nice weekend. I hope you, too, will be able to get out and enjoy some of the festivities around the area all kinds of stuff going on. Just a reminder, big show tonight, big concert down at Icon, uh, Violet. Yes, Violet. You know me, I'm a Rich Show fanboy, and uh, I'm planning to be there, hoping to be there. Uh, a couple openers, including uh, the return of Heath Hengem and a new band he's got. Heath, one of the original members of Flag with Hank and the original Violet and all that good stuff. He'll be here, and the Dakota Kid, I, can't, I think that's the name of the band, uh, who was in the Olympic hopefuls with said Mr. Hendrum. So big show down at Icon tonight. Uh, hope to see you all there. Violet's playing with strings and horns. And if you haven't seen that iteration of Violet, it's something you might want to catch. Very good. So that's that's what's going on this weekend. we got a great show for you today, though, before we get started on the weekend. Blogger Scott Arisman of SouthDakota.com is here. We just had to get Scott in to talk about this whole public input issue. We had the mayor on yesterday, as you heard at the top of the news, uh, talking about the, uh, 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 this uh, uh, compromise that's been reached on the dreaded public input part of city council meetings. And, of course, other issues going on. Scott always knows what's going on. He had the compromise before anybody else did. The Buffalo Maiden is our weird friend of the day. We'll talk to the maiden out of the Black Hills Bureau from downtown Custer. Thea Miller-Ryan of the Outdoor Campus is with us for her weekly visit. Last week we talked about moth. Moth. So this week, butterflies. It's that kind of show. It's that kind of day. And I'll have the PL statement right after the break. Today's topic, running mates. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Three sixteen on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Friday afternoon is the best time for the clash, in my opinion. But it's time for the PL statement here on the Patrick Lally Show. When we uh, glance through the news, we look at what's going on in the world. Find the things that strike our fancy, that upset us to some degree, that cause us angst and or joy in that order. Um, first off, just a note. So uh, the big announcement today, U.S. and China expand trade war as Beijing vows to match Trump's tariffs. 
This from the New York Times story. The Trump administration said on Friday that it would move ahead with tariffs on $50 billion of Chinese products, drawing retaliation from Beijing and escalating a trade war between the world's two largest economies. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good for South Dakota. So I keep hearing that everything's going to be fine, right? I hear from my friends in the agriculture industry, and I hear from my friends in uh, the politics that everything is going to be just peachy, that this is just a big negotiation and everything's going to be okay, right? I, I, this seems to be going the wrong direction. I, I'm, I anxiously await the uh, conclusion and uh, what the strategy is here, but, you know, China's our, uh, one of our biggest customers here in South Dakota. One-third of all our soybeans, that's not good. They've started buying soybeans from Russia and elsewhere and instead of South Dakota. And while it may be good for manufacturing in the long run, I don't know that, but it may be good for the Rust Belt in the long run, I don't know that. If that's where we're going, and, and certainly the intellectual property issues and the technology issues that we have with China are real, um, it's going to come at cost here in South Dakota, and that's going to be the hard part. So I have concerns there. But what I want to talk about today is the announcement. We, we, weren't, uh, we had kind of a short show yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to talk about the announcement of Michelle Lavalier. Lavalier as Billy Sutton's choice for running mate in the Democratic ticket. Uh, of course, this was uh, interesting and because uh, up until very recently, uh, Ms. Lavallee, I always say her name wrong and I know her. She's a friend. Michelle, I apologize. Um, good points here. Um, these, are th- these are the things that uh, are, are on the positive side when you look at this. If you are a Democrat, She's very well connected. Michelle has been involved in, you know, she worked at the University of South Dakota. She worked for Avera. She has been involved in a lot of, you know, she was uh, president of the Rotary, downtown Rotary, a very powerful, well-connected organization. So she knows a lot of people with really deep pockets, and she is energetic. She has great management and marketing experience. All those are good things if you are on a campaign. Um on the other side, she's a Republican. Um, if you are a Democrat, there are concerns there, which seems like a positive to some, uh, you know, a, a, a tack towards the center as if the South Dakota Democratic Party had gone liberal somehow. Uh, but it upset this upsets the Democratic base. And you can talk to anybody who is a loyal soldier in the Democratic Party, uh, particularly those on the left side. There's already a lot of comments in social media and elsewhere about Michelle's contributions to Republicans over the years, both Democrat and and Republican, including John Thune, George Bush, uh, of course, the uh, uh, Chantel Krebs, and some of the other issues there. But she also donated to Tim Johnson and Stephanie Herseth and Tom Daschle. She's donated a lot. But the most recent activity she had was as, uh, I think, believe she was co-chair of some level of uh, Mayor Paul Tanhaken's um, campaign, which in and of itself, there's no big deal there. But uh, Mr. Tanhaken, of course, is a Republican and fairly conservative guy and nothing wrong with that. But unless you are a, 
a progressive Democrat in the South Dakota party who was hoping to raise the progressive flag. If I were those guys and I was hopeful at making a run at the governor's mansion for the first time in four decades, I'd be concerned because the idea that you can out Republican Republicans just doesn't wash in my mind. First of all, the electorate doesn't buy it. They don't, they just don't buy that, that you can switch. Second, Scott Heidebrim already tried it in 2010, and he lost to Dennis Dugar by 22 points. And Scott was a good candidate. He had actually been a Republican. He knew the issues. Smart guy, articulate guy. Crushed by 22 points. The big issue is that Sutton and the Democrats may have stepped into the same trap as Stephanie Herseth, Stephanie Herseth in the lead-up to her loss to Christy Noem. That is, ignoring the passion of the left and still expecting them to show up for you and work for you and even vote for you. They have to be excited about going to the polls. Herseth supported the war in Iraq and didn't support marriage equality way back when. Sutton is pro-life and portrayed himself very much as a West River moderate. Increasingly, Statewide elections are won and lost in the I-29 corridor from Brookings to Beersford. About a th- in this, you put an oval around that, and in the, the sort of seven, eight counties, in that strip, there's about a third of the voters. I've said it before, but it bears repeating for Mr. Sutton. You've got to lose the cowboy hat, all right? But more broadly, Democrats need to identify an agenda that intersects with the daily lives of suburban families in and around Sioux Falls. Yes, that includes a lot of Republicans, but also many independents who have been voting for Republicans like John Thune, who handed John Thune that Senate seat. That's where it was won and lost. Michelle may have a better handle on those issues than most state politicians, whether it's education or healthcare or business, all areas where she has experience and success, albeit primarily as a marketer. Not that there's any shame in that, but in the end, until very recently, she was a registered Republican. There's nothing wrong with being a Republican. In fact, in South Dakota, it's a pretty good idea. It's a proven path of political success. Republican light, however, doesn't have that same record of success. Now, we all hope this is a campaign of issues, right? Between Christy Noem and Billy Sutton and their associated teams. And we await the naming of Christy Noem's running mate. Probably, well, the Democratic Convention is going on right now. And there are two ways you could look at this. Okay, Christy Noem could announce her uh, running mate um, on Monday, Tuesday, something like that, to get, uh, you know, pretty wide coverage or just drop that baby right on top of the Democrats attempt to get some coverage over the weekend. But I wouldn't do that. There's not, you know, nobody in the media really in South Dakota uh, uh, works on weekends and Really, it's because the nature of the news cycle has changed so much that nobody is paying any attention. So there'll be some reports, but there's not going to be widespread 
uh, effect of news coverage on the weekend. So I my bet is, oh, if I were going to do it, I'd do it Monday morning at about 10. Yeah, 10 o'clock. That's when I'd do it. Maybe 2. You can go with an afternoon shot and do just as well. But do it right down in downtown Sioux Falls, right in the middle of all the media people. Get your big push and then fly out to Rapid if you got it. Maybe do it a morning here and then afternoon in Rapid. You know, that's the, that's the traditional way. You gain the hour. But as far as whether or not Michelle Lavallee will give Billy Sutton the boost he needs, I'm pretty skeptical of that approach. But, you know, I'm just a talking head, man with a little bit of experience. I'm a talking head with a little bit of experience in politics, covering politics. We'll see. That's the bottom line on today's P&L statement. You can agree or disagree with me, Patrick at KSOO.com. You can email, you can get on the Twitter machine and uh, send me a note that way. Always appreciate hearing from you good people. At P. Lally Show. Coming up after the news and weather, we'll talk with the Buffalo Maiden from beautiful downtown Custer for Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. 3.33 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. And uh, it's 3.30, so it's time for Weird Friends, and it's Friday So we check in with the Black Hills Bureau and talk to the Buffalo Maiden from beautiful downtown Custer. Maiden, uh, is is business picking up out there? How is the tourist trade? The tourist trade is happening. It's uh, going on, man. It's crazy. And the weather is just, I mean, you guys are dying over there. We're 74, and I I don't really know what a heat index is. What is that? (laughs) We don't have that out here. It's called humidity. That's, oh, oh, that's tough. Okay, yeah. yeah no, we don't have it. No, it's nasty. But I, what I, are I you? I, what did I just hear? You're going to be like 100 degrees, and we're going to. You know what? We're at the highest here on Sunday. What? For 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 our fathers. Huh. We're going to be 55. Well, that's just cold. That's 55 for the high. That's like that's good sleeping weather, as they say. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will. Say, my mother would say. <laughs> yeah, I am going to be in a tent. So I wish it was going to be a little cooler. I don't know what the low is going to be, but it probably won't be low enough, you know. Oh, no, not over there with the whatever you call that heat index thing. But that's, yeah, no, we've got beautiful weather going on. Uh, we've got a lot of tourists coming through. And then we had, um, what are those UTV things we were talking about? The yeah, the, the four-wheelers. Man, and they're just everywhere. They're just getting crazy. Still? Still, they're just everywhere. And they're just like little, they remind me of, Ms. Pac-Man kind of going around the streets, you know, <laughs> and you just, I'm afraid you're going to hit them sometimes because they just really don't know how to drive them either. So no, whatever. That's not good. Are they eating? Are they coming into the restaurant? Yeah, they're eating. So they have this little tiny little, whatever you call them, Ms. Pac-Man thing, taking up a huge parking spot, you know, <laughs> so they can park this one little two seat go getter thing. And then usually there's a dog. You got to have a dog in there too. So <laughs> um, there's, there's the rules to this. You know, up in Deadwood, it's crazy how much how many there are. And uh, this weekend, I'm sure you're. I didn't know. I thought maybe you'd be coming out for a while, Bill Days, but you're not coming out, huh? 
What's a no? What's a, a Wild Bill Hickok? Wild about, Bill know? Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's don't even think he's buried there anymore. But yeah, yeah. Oh, of course it's a thing. We got a thing for everything. <laughs> Come on, we got we got a thing for that. And and you know, I gotta ask you: Is your like musical career over when you're playing a free concert in Deadwood? Um, my first reaction is yes. <laughs> I mean, I you know, Clint Black, I think he was popular when we were in high school, wasn't he? I, I think he's, I thought he was popular. Isn't he married to somebody popular? Isn't he? I have no idea. No, I think that's somebody else. We're so good at this. No, I think he is. He's married to some, uh, other pop country person. I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure somebody on Twitter will tell us how wrong we are <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, we should make it like a, a question of the week yeah um and then that's tonight that nitty gritty dirt band is playing tomorrow night now they have uh i i don't give them crap for playing a free concert because they do go around the country quite a bit but yeah but they they'll play for a buck anymore i think you know what i'm saying they they've been they, out there a long time i mean i would probably play for a buck right now too. <laughs> uh, it's been a long summer and it's only what june it's not even summer yet no but you know, if you want to hear Mr. Bojangles again, you can go up to uh, up to Deadwood for free. <laughs> you're you're not going to go up free. there, though, are you? No, I'll be working. Well, but for the good uh, people of Deadwood, a free concert, Clint Black, that's probably a thing. I, but they have a free concert every weekend up in Deadwood. It's it's, it's crazy how many co- uh, events they have going on there. I hope people are going to them because uh, we probably need the we, we need the tax revenue. Isn't gambling revenue like down up in Deadwood? Way down, way down. Although they, you know, when they say it's down like two or three percent, they they don't make it that big of a deal, but it's a huge deal. Yeah, and you know, the last time I was in Deadwood, how do I say? I think we were there. Yes, it's felt we were. It kind of felt like it lost its uh, shine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they could use a little. They could use some sprucing up. Well, you know, when you lose the midnight star. Right on the main street, and that's just sitting empty. It's, it's kind of, you know, that used to be a huge attraction. So, in its glory days, back in the Wild Bill days. You think uh, uh, America's greatest actor of his generation, Kevin Costner, doesn't have the same pull that he used to? Because wasn't that his deal? That was his deal. Yes, yeah. it was. So, Dances with Wolves is a, a, a long-distant memory at this point. We need a, do you think they'd ever do a remake of that, you know, an update of Dances with Wolves? That would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? With, like, Justin Bieber as, <laughs> as uh, Captain That would be awesome. Yeah. It would be so cool if it was a modern-day uh, Dances with Wolves and then a remake. Yeah, and then it'd be... Three and a half hours, right? Wasn't it three and a half hours? Oh, it's long. And instead of a wolf, it would be like a, you know coyote or like a yeah a, a ferret ferret a ferret a black-footed ferret that would be awesome <laughs> we gotta we gotta write a script i know we gotta get on this a mod a modernization modern telling of the what we what we need to do we need to write a film about uh, uh stupid tourists and i hate to use that word but i mean come on the, the questions we're getting this year are just re- uh, really what like and, what, what, what Okay, so on my service says today's soup is a buffalo steak chili. <laughs> buffalo steak chili, and the response is, is that vegetarian? <laughs> um, now, are people thinking that? I mean, I'm thinking the buffalo is vegetarian, you know, because they don't eat meat, but but oh, it is. No. A, I'm just like, what is going on here? I just, I don't get it. Maybe they and just weren't paying attention or they were thinking of something else and it just came out. 
No, I think they're. <laughs> I think they just don't know what buffalo is. Now maybe we should all just always say bison, and maybe yes. that will help. But all the signs in the park say buffalo, so we try to keep it all one. You know, yeah, well that might be confusing. But as you know, we have a friend, a mutual friend, who who insists every time you say. Not every time, but if you say buffalo, he'll remind you that it is, of course, the American bison. It is the American bison. <laughs> However, it's not a vegetarian. No, it, <laughs> when you serve it, it's got blood in it. So, and it's good. Um, it's good. Oh, it's, it's so good. We have such great buffalo this year. But do you have uh, tenderloin? Tenderloin. I've got tenderloin. I'm just saving it for special occasions. Like when I come out there. Yeah. Of course, then it'll be aged tenderloin, which <laughs> might be even better. I'm not sure. Maybe so. the fourth. Are you going to be there over the fourth? I'm here over the fourth. Yep. Where, where do you think I'll be, Pat? This is what I, I do. I have no. You know, plans. we didn't get H2Bs this year, so I am here day in and day out. So you didn't get your people. Did not. I I went through two lotteries, two computer generated lotteries, and For did not H2B win. For H2B visas, and you got none. Nothing. But oh. they also only, the second round, you know, they only did 15000 They could have uh, released 60000 and they did 15000 And I did not get H2Bs. So we are, and then, uh, it, it's a, you know, it's fine. I mean, this is what we do. We know this happens every year, but it would be nice to have a little bit of help. Yeah. Well, hang in there. I we'll, am. We'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, Tenderloin here very soon. I think I might come okay. out over the 4th. I got nothing else to do. On the 4th of July, we yeah. have the world's largest uh, fireworks, longest fireworks show. I shouldn't say largest, longest, because it is a good hour or so. Where is it's it? It's like Field of Dreams. We talked about this before. It's right on Pageant Hill. It's, it's 10,000 people come just for the fireworks. Do I have to deal with the people, or can I just go outside and see it? No, we just sit outside on the, on the sidewalk in our lawn chairs and drink a Coors Light out of a can. I'm there. Okay. Check. Put, get, get me a chair. I'm in. It's a pretty classy event. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, okay, we'll see you there. <laughs> Buffalo Maiden, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Okay, see ya. Coming up after the break, Thea Miller-Ryan of the Outdoor Campus is in studio, and she's got containers with creatures in them. I don't know what that's going to be all about, but it's got something to do with butterflies, I can tell you that. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three forty-six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and every Friday about this time, if we're lucky and things are going our way, Thea Miller Ryan, Executive Director of the Outdoor Campus, comes in. Oftentimes, she brings guests, but last week you came alone, and it, it, we had such a good time. We did. We did talking about moths, right? That we thought, you know, let's let's do an encore and give the butterflies. There do. I, I call it equal time. Yes. Equal, equal time, time for butterflies. Well, and, you know, frankly, butterflies got the better reputation between the they uh, do. flying creatures. I, I think they kind of deserve it, though. Well, they are beautiful. They are. They're you beautiful. guys do a big monarch tagging thing, don't you? We do. Yep. Um, we raise monarch butterflies all throughout the summer. And then in the fall, after August 15th, anything that hatches out is part of the super generation. And those are the ones that migrate to Mexico. And we take those. 
Wow. That's a, it is pretty amazing that they fly to Mexico and all that. It is. It's really interesting. They're just a little delicate little thing, and they mm. fly all the way to Mexico. I know. Who would who would imagine it? Um, it's what you, like 2,500 miles. Yeah, what are they doing a headwind? You know <laughs> what I mean? Well, they say that airline pilots have seen them as high as 30,000 feet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. Sp- like splattered on the windshield. <laughs> you get 30,000 feet up in the air and you get splatted by an airplane. Yeah. Um, uh, but you brought you brought props mm-hmm. and I, I've just I posted a photo on Twitter. Uh, you brought some, you brought bugs. Let's just say that. I, I brought bugs. Um, we call them, well, I call them pre-butterflies. <laughs> yes. Um, so the one, I, actually I'm live on our Facebook page oh, okay. too. So you've got lots of photos Options. going everywhere. Yes, yeah, yeah. If you want to see these bugs. Um, this one is the one that um, I just showed you is mm-hmm. a caterpillar of a yeah. monarch butterfly. That's a big caterpiller though. It, it wait, is. This thing's about uh, three inches long maybe? No. Close to that. Yeah. Um, it's in what we call the fifth instar. Oop. So, in, yeah. Isn't it's, that cool word? Wait a minute. It's, uh, <laughs> what, what I'm trying to think. We're living in the age of Aquarius. My in whatever's star. in that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the fifth instar is when they shed their skin. Oh. So they shed their skin several times. They don't grow like a snake does or like we do as people. Um, they, they shed their skin. And um, I think I actually brought some skin shed, too. I did. Oh, good. You just have some in your pocket? I do. (laughs) (laughs) But they shed their skin, and uh, um, they just keep growing until they get to the fifth instar. And then they're going to eat and eat and eat. And they eat about 3,000 times their original body weight. So if you were a caterpillar and you weighed eight pounds when you were born, like most babies do, mm-hmm. um, you would uh, weigh about the size, you would be about the size of a school bus by now. I'm almost the size of a school bus, so thanks a lot. <laughs> well, I, don't know what, I don't know what that means. I must be like a caterpillar. No, but that's big. So they eat yeah. a lot is what you're trying to tell me. They eat a lot. And the only thing that the monarch butterfly can eat is milkweed. And Really? Yeah, the only thing. So the only plant that the monarch butterfly will lay its eggs on is milkweed. And what does milkweed, I mean, it's radio. So this is only going to go so well, but <laughs> what, what's a milkweed look like? How do I know what it looks like? Um, well, a lot of us who grew up like on the farm, we spent a lot of time pulling milkweed out of bean fields oh, and things sure. like that. Yeah. So there's different kinds of milkweed. There's that common milkweed that we're used to from the fields. And then there's um, specialty kinds, and they work just as well up here too. So if you can get them at a garden center around this area in this agricultural zone, mm-hmm. um, it should work just fine for monarch butterflies too. So, and you can attract them then? Yeah. It's part of a butterfly garden. It is. It has to be. The only thing they'll lay their eggs on is this milkweed plant, and then they eat it. And milkweed has got a toxin in it. And so if a bird eats a, eats a caterpillar that um, has eaten milkweed, it will get sick. It'll throw up and get sick. So that's their natural defense. It is. The birds are like, I ain't eat. I saw what happened to uh, Harry. Exactly. He was, he was retching for a week after that <laughs> caterpillar. I'm not going anywhere near that thing. They learn really fast. Like you only eat them on our caterpillar once. Yeah. But well, cool that can be true for everybody. <laughs> for everybody. The, the really cool thing, though, is that there's other butterflies that mimic the monarch. And so their caterpillar looks a lot like a monarch. Oh, caterpillar, but they're benefiting they're, from the work. Mm-hmm, but it. they're not poison. We're talking with Thea Miller Ryan, executive director of the Outdoor Campus, and we're on butterflies today. So, uh, you, the fifth star, fifth, fifth in star, in star. Mm-hmm. In star. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
what are the first four instars? Just basically well, smaller? Tiny. Yeah. Sm- okay. They're yeah. just getting bigger. They're just getting bigger. So they go through five skin sheds. How can I tell if a caterpillar is in the fourth or the fifth instar? Just by the size of it? Yeah, by the size of it. And, you know, I've been around them for about 21 years. I've been working with them now. And so I can kind of tell you, you know, which instar. But somewhere between third and fourth is a little bit hard to tell. You know a lot about a lot of things. <laughs> Sorry, a lot of <laughs> a lot of bugs and a lot of animals and and it's very impressive, Thea. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, I didn't know just... any of this. This is good stuff. So the uh, he's, in, he's in the fifth instar, and mm-hmm. then is that one live, by the way, or did you? Yeah, just... it's alive. No, he's actually eating right now. Um, here, if I pick him up, he'll stop eating. No, it's, don't don't disturb him. It. I don't want to disturb. <laughs> he's got uh, he's on a mission over there. And right, if you want to watch him eat, you can go to uh, the uh, outdoor campus. Facebook page. Right. And after the fifth instar, then they shed their skin for a final time and they become this chrysalis. Oh, man. That so looks like a like a soybean pod or something. It looks like there. a piece of jewelry, I think. Yeah, it's me... got shiny gold spots on it. Oh, and... yeah. Th- I did not know that. Well, yeah. that's pretty small. So butterfly. Yeah, it is actually. It's much smaller than the actual caterpillar. It is. How does he get in there? <laughs> well, he sheds his skin and that's what's underneath. Is this beautiful gold? It's kind of a jade gold um, chrysalis. Now you're just freaking me out. <laughs> well, <laughs> butterflies shed their skin, and you know moths in the cocoon. We talked about that yeah, last week. Yeah. So they um, shed their skin, and then they hang like this for about ten days. Who, and something eats that, though. I mean, a squirrel comes along, gone. Uh, right? You know what? I don't think it would taste good. It's just liquid inside until mm. right at the end when it actually goes through the metamorphosis and comes out as. A beautiful butterfly. I mean, it's just when you start to think about that process. Yeah. And the stunning nature of it. It really is amazing. And then they fly to Mexico. Right. Um, the ones that are that are hatching right now, mm-hmm. their whole thing is to, um, they live for about 30 days. And their whole story is that they just mate and lay eggs. Mate, 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 mate. Yeah. And they'll eat a little bit. They'll eat some flowers. Well, they... They ate 3,000 times their body weight. They so did already. Yeah. Could, you know, do for about 20% cutback there. <laughs> um, so uh, that is that a monarch? This is a monarch. Chrysalis? Chrysalis. Mm-hmm. chrysalis? Mm-hmm. And it'll hatch when? Now? Um, well, it just went into chrysalis today. So it'll hatch in about 10 How days. How did you know that? Was that from like your, your private supply we, over there? It was. We oh, keep okay. them, when we find eggs, we keep them in little cups. Oh. And um, I'm, I'm showing Patrick this cup right now. And I don't know if you can see it, but you see the little caterpillar droppings it in the looks bottom? looks like spinach. <laughs> it does. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. There's a little poo in there. Yeah. That's called frass. Of course it is. Frass a sass. <laughs> Isn't that a great yeah, word for frass? Like, yeah, for so if I want to if I want to learn more about this, is it to get some kiddos or whatever? What do I do? Can I come out the outdoor campus over there at 49th and uh, Oxbow? 49th and Oxbow. You just come up to our front desk, and we've got a whole aquarium full of these right now. That's awesome. You, it, take the weekend, people. Go over there. It's really neat. Thea Miller Ryan, she is the executive director of the outdoor campus. Comes here most Fridays. Thea, thanks for being here. That was great. Thank you. It's always fun. We'll be right back with the news and weather at the top of the hour. And then Phil Shrek of KSFY Weather. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. So announcements with guitar. Know your right. 3.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Hey, tomorrow is Family Park 
Fishing Saturdays. They, if you go out to Family Park out on North Ellis Road with your kiddos, poles and bait will be supplied on a first-come, first-served basis. No license if you're 16 and oh, or you have to have a license if you're over 16. Coming up after the news and weather, we're going to chat with Phil Shrek, and then it's Scott Arisman from Dakota, SouthDakota.com. Information 1000 KSOO. Four sixteen on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. You could never pretend that I'm your man. That's exactly the way that I want it. It's exactly the way that I am. And you call me in the morning. And I'm very happy to have in the studio on pretty short notice. But I thought, you know, with all this city stuff going on. We should probably get Scott Erisman in here before too much time passes and other issues come up. And Scott was gracious enough to pop by. Hey, Scott, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I am well, sir. I am well. Um, so let's get right to it. Uh, the the public, <laughs> public input at council meetings, which is apparently the defining issue of our time, right? That's, that's what we've come to. This, this is it. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, there, there was uh, nothing wrong with the way it was. You know, uh, one of the big deals was there was disruption and decorum issues. Well, you know, half of those problems solved themselves after the election. You know, uh, Councillor Rolfing and, and Mayor Heather, who used to constantly mock the commenters or antagonize us or make fun of us, laugh at us from the dais, you know, they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And the outbursts that the cackling and all that kind of stuff, you know, I figured, I mean, to I be fair, would just go away because those guys were gone. Yep. And now just so if people don't understand, it's it's the time at the beginning of the council meeting when it's open for any sort of commentary. That's right. And this is not speaking to individual issues when they're on the agenda mm-hmm. for second reading. And right. by state law, as yep. Pat Starr has pointed out, yep. it we have to have public input that doesn't have to do with the agenda items. It's just that it's got to be there. Right. And it's a good thing. And It is a good thing. I had uh, Mayor Paul Tenhaken on mm-hmm. the show yesterday. Yep, I listened. And, you know, he confirmed what you had posted on your blog. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were ready to talk about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and we chatted about it for a while. And one of the things he said about um, decorum and when a point that you've made, and I made it in your name mm-hmm. on the show, is that... The chair has ultimate responsibility That's and power right. to control things. That's right. Now, his response was, you know, I'm very hesitant to do that because people should have their time. But you know, Dave Munson used to hammer that thing down all the time. At you? No, not just at <laughs> me, at anybody. Um, it's funny because we were able to ascertain the 2002 meeting from the city. It was on VHS tapes. They gave us a DVD. We put it up on YouTube. I put it up this morning. It's on your blog today, SouthDakota.com. And uh, Kevin Cavanaugh and Kurt Russ brought it forward. They obviously talked to the other city councilors in advance Mm -hmm. because there was zero discussion. Mm -hmm. They all voted for it, eight to zero, with no discussion. The only discussion was Kevin Cavanaugh says, I brought this forward with Kurt Rust. You have to. You got to have two people to bring mm-hmm. legislation forward, and he says, "Because we're here to do the public's business, and they should be heard first. And that because it used to be at the end of and the meeting. And that's all he said. And that was two thousand two. Yeah, they moved it, so it's been that way ever since. Yes, and so then 
a couple people clapped. Yeah. When 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 Kevin said that it was Melanie Bliss and Kathy Breckles behind. <laughs> and the and Munson gaveled him. Before cla- for, for clapping? clapping? Oh yeah, he used to gavel for clapping. Any disruption or interruption, he has a right to do that. And I've told that to Paul too before the election. I said you got to get control of the meetings. You have the power to stop disruption. Mm-hmm. You do. You stop it. You well, and there could be disruption there for a reason. There could be disruption whether it's at the beginning, end, mm-hmm. middle, or it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Anyway, right. through the, all the way through the meeting. Yeah. But the thing that I want to point out about this is that okay, for 16 years it's been fine, and there was lots of disruption and controversial items during Munson's administration. I know I was at these meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, did people swear? There was an occasional person that said a dirty word and Dave always gaveled him and said sit down if you ever swore to him he made you sit down immediately he's testimony over he would end your testimony well he was a former teacher yeah (laughs) yeah and so besides that the other thing that I took from this 2002 meeting was it was obvious that Kevin and Kurt talked to the other city councilors in advance and said we are going to propose this. Are you okay with it? Mm-hmm. And obviously they all said yes, or they had a discussion, because none of them said a dang word. They just all eight voted for it, and it was over with. Hmm. Kermit didn't even say anything. They just That's shocking. They, well, he would have been for it anyway. But <laughs> So my thing is, is that with this is, and we'll talk a little bit about the, the, the alternative compromise, because they have it up online now, the agenda for Tuesday. I printed it out. But this should have never got to a compromise. This should have never got to Marshall Selberg spending 10 hours on the phone trying to rally everyone around this new idea. The first idea was bad. It was it came up with in a bad way. The compromise was done badly. Some are saying it may, may violate you mm-hmm. know, open meeting laws. I don't know. They had a work session two weeks ago. They decided they were not going to talk about because this. Because it was about other... It was about conforming with state law. Greg Neitzer specifically said, we're not going to talk about this. I know. Well, don't make fun of him. And I'm just saying, that was the perfect opportunity, because they've been planning this for about, since before the election. They've said this already. Mm -hmm. They've been working on this for months. That would have been the perfect opportunity for one of them to raise their hands and say, okay, one of us thinks that we should move public input to the end. What do you think? You're in a working session. The public's there. Great time to ask the question. Nope. Marshall and Rick Kiley just push it through without consulting three of the other counselors, as I understand it, and we know who they are. They were never called. They were never asked. There was no work session. That's how you form legislation. You don't form legislation by just putting it on there. Well, you can. Have two hours of people showing up talking for two hours. Yeah. And then having a all-day compromise with text messages and, oh, you got, I can't even talk about the stories. You, this, this, all I said was this is the most unprofessional I've ever seen our city government in the way they handled something that's very simple and, number two, is not broken. We're here with Scott Arisman. He is a uh, city hall watcher, a critic, we'll, we'll call it, skeptic maybe, uh, and blogs at South Dakota, as in the pop, dot com. Yep. And, uh, a frequent guest on this program. Um, so you've thrown out a lot of stuff there. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, when you say unprofessional, sometimes it does take some behind the scenes work and there's nothing wrong with that. 
There's nothing like wrong I with said, taking the temperature of like your I fellow said, counselors. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is they didn't reach out to all of them. For the they compromise ex- is what you're saying. In the beginning, the first, for the first one, they didn't, didn't call it. They didn't call three of them. They left them completely out. Five of them decided that we have five of us. We don't need the other three. Just like the old times when Heathrow is still around. You know, you know, leave the three out. We don't need them. We don't need them for the votes. We got the five votes. Leave them out. They should have been included on that. They should have been called and said, we're going to do this. They found out about it when it got put on the agenda. Yeah, and that's not good. I, I would that's, agree with that, that because that's, that's not the way it should work. You shouldn't surprise people that way, right? I mean, on something big, on little stuff, may, you know, what difference does it make? But on big stuff like this, you knew this. They knew this was going to be controversial, and they, they made changes. But all of the, and we'll go over them here mm-hmm. maybe when we have time. But they don't, the changes don't do anything to handle the problem everyone's been talking about: disruption. And like I said at the beginning. Half of the problem's gone. They're not there anymore. Hopefully they'll never be back there. <laughs> Please. And secondly, the chair just needs to put on the big boy pants. And when they go into the meeting, they can be Mr. Nice Guy all the rest of the day. Don't care. When they go to the meeting, they get out the gavel and they say, oh, we're not going to tolerate this. Mm-hmm. Instead of telling all the rest of us, oh, we got a bunch of... Uh, well, that could be that true. Don't really do anything. Then. As you said, that applies to the whole meeting. That doesn't. You could have a big controversial yeah. issue and have be taking testimony on yeah. just something on second reading, and it could get out of control. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to come right back and talk more about the details of the the great compromise of 2018, <laughs> because this is the biggest issue facing city government right now. <laughs> uh, this is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-three on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and we return to our conversation with Scott Arisman, who blogs at SouthDakota.com. Like the pop, there's an L in there, not Dakota. Dakota about uh, city issues primarily. You've, yeah, um, you've become just basically a one-trick pony over there. At yeah, Dakota. I kind of made some remarks about. We don't have to go to talk about it, but Billy Sutton's choice for no, we can talk about that later. But let's yeah. talk about the let's talk about the details of the of the great compromise of 2018. Yeah, well, the agenda's up. Yep, they put it up on Friday afternoon for Tuesday's meeting. So I printed out the the compromise. Now the original, they said this is really interesting. So the original one that they were going to do, where they're going to move it to the back of the meeting, it's not being voted out. They're leaving it on the agenda before this one as its second reading, and they're going to defer it for a couple of weeks. And I asked someone, I go, why would they defer that? Why would they just kill it if they got this compromise? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, they're holding that, holding it, mm-hmm. certain counselors hostage in case they don't pass the compromise. They can come back in two weeks and pass the the original one. Well, they could always come back and just amend it, yeah. right? I mean, you could do a strike and replace. I can't. Can't the council do that? Like, yes. Well, that's. Just... <laughs> anyway, here's the compromise. We'll go over it quick. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. 
So it's going to stay at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So here's some of the changes from what we have now. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's pretty, pretty. You walk in, you get five minutes. You only get five minutes, though. And as many people as possible can come up and talk. You can talk about anything you want to. Sky's blue, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want. Um, I always try to keep it to city topics because that's why I'm there. I'm not there to talk to them about why my car's not running, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> or why I didn't get my Medicare check. But anyway, there are some people that do that. So now that this is what will be changed. So it'll stay at the beginning. They're going to limit public input to 30 minutes. So after 30, after the first half hour, it's done. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't get a chance to go up there, you're just going to have to come to the next week. Mm-hmm. And then each person gets three minutes now. And I don't have an issue with that because I've started, even myself, have started to go, five minutes is a long time to go up there and, and talk about a pothole in your yeah. street or and something. If, because so this, I don't have a problem with the three minutes. I'm, I'm okay with that. Because really what you want to do is not give a speech, but That's to right. bring a grievance of some sort yep. and, and try and get the attention of somebody in city government. Right. Hey, I got this problem on my street. Can right. you look at it? Right. Yeah, no problem. Okay. That shouldn't take five minutes. Right. Uh, blah, blah, blah. A lot of this stuff is always been in there. Okay, so this one is kind of weird because I think Councilor Steely says she got this taken out, but they weren't going to let anybody use the AVI equipment. In other words, you couldn't use a, you couldn't do a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. You couldn't use the overhead. It had and, gotten and, and a little and, bit. That's primarily. I'm okay David's with the PowerPoint thing, but the. But Teresa's argued, no, we got to have the overhead because people bring photos yeah, of the of yard a hole or, in the yep, street or yep. something's going on. Right. And we got to have that. So she says that they she got convinced them to keep it in or to have that part. It's still in here. Maybe they'll amend. Well, they and Greg Neitzer, Greg Neitzer did say on, I believe, on Facebook mm-hmm. that the he that they had agreed to that. So it's okay. still in there. They may have to amend it. And. Otherwise, you, you have know, to sign up. No. Okay. Um, well, and it says here the mayor has discretion of who can speak. Well, that's he's always had that discretion. The chair has always, like I said before, the chair has always had the discretion of any. I mean, they just, you know, um, he can't tell you what you can and can't talk about. Right. But you can't be slinging f bombs at him either. No. <laughs> you know what no. I mean? So I mean, he can't well, tell and- you what you can, but. He can say, mm, you know. And to be fair, uh-huh. okay, Sierra, mm-hmm. let's just say it. I don't even know her last name. I don't need. I don't Broussard. know if that's her real Broussard. name. She has been the issue for a little while now. And she said last week during public input that she, Paul, reached out to her. And now they're cooperating on some of this crime stuff that she's been doing. Well, that's good. So, and then she said that the past mayor was a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> I, she's, she gets, but she gets but, out of control. Yeah, but you got to also understand that the city blocked her phone. She can't call any city phone number. Well, she was harassing people. Probably. Yeah. And but that all aside, there's no reason to change all these rules because of one person. No, there's not. And yeah. that's and, and and that's been your point all along. Yeah. Now, if you just don't like Scott Arisman, which you know, get in line, but. <laughs> That's what I was going to think. I was like, yeah, well. But, you you know, that's, there's no, there shouldn't be a cap. There shouldn't be any, that's a, that is a restriction on speech. Yeah. And, I, and I think that this is, what, what is wrong with this? Do you see anything wrong with this agreement, this compromise? You can get behind this, can't you? Yeah, I, I mean, 
the, the shortening of times, that's not a big deal. At least they're not making a sign-up. I don't like that. And um, and I'm okay with the 30 minutes. I mean, it's it's a time for the public to come and talk about anything. And usually there's so not. So if, if, if it's super important, you should probably call the police department or, or something if you have a, an emergency situation. This is not an emergency situation kind of thing. But it should stay at the beginning because as several people showed up the other night and pointed out, there's a lot of people who got kids at home. Mm-hmm. They just want to come to the meeting. They want to t- they want to tell you what they want to tell you, and they want to go. They mm-hmm. don't they don't want to. And, and we own the government, and I and I remind them that all the time. We own it. The yeah. people own. Oh, no, that's right. You don't get to business. Decide. People are there to do business. In other words, they are there to further their their financial profitability or whatever, or to defend themselves if they're in trouble with the city. Either way, mm-hmm. we're not there for that. Mm-hmm. We're there on our own time to give a grievance. It does have a twofold uh, sort of structure. And somebody, uh, this was probably a Facebook conversation, I can't remember. Somebody had said, well, it's just unproductive. Well, who's who's unproductive and who's productive? Are you that's, kidding? You that's, know how many different things have come out of public input? I know. The I gr- know. lady being mauled, they changed the... the, the I know. The, you've been chased by a dog. You know. I know. You know, and because I remember that whole story when you were being chased by yeah. Laura Hubble's dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, now we laugh about story. it, but you didn't get mauled. You know, yeah. that was changed. Um, there was a the guy had dirt in his street from the city. Didn't yeah. know why this pile yeah. of dirt was sitting up and there it was for somebody weeks, just and they moved it. Yeah. Um, they're uh, little the, things, the, but the they're exciting important. settlement. If if Bruce and I would have never really brought that forward and started egging on them about oh, that's it, right. nothing would ever happen with that. So I don't, you know, I don't, and I don't agree with that. This un- was just a one person. Yeah. I could use his name, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I and my point was, well, you know, one man's unproductive. It's all in the eye of the holder. Right. 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 It's not. It may not be business, mm-hmm. but. You know, that's not what a city council is, not and, and, in business. And I was insulted by the fact that one of them said, well, it should be germane to city business. And it's like, well, number one, I, I was insulted by that because I always try to talk about city business. Right. And there are a, f- but a few But they're sitting there talking about certain things that are not germane. You know, they'll they'll say David Zakaitis. David always comes up there and brings up something about the city. He's talking about the, the things on the front of the cop cars. Mm-hmm. He was talking about gravel on the on the bike trail. I don't think David has ever came up there and he went and over the top a, with the zombies. That he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny though, but he shouldn't have done that. But, There's no I mean, question about that. Th- but still, I just is like they made it sound like every single person at public inputs coming up there not talking about city business. That's not the deal. No. People are coming up there and embarrassing the city, and that's why they don't like it. And I've said that all along. That's what this is about. There's certain people coming up there, the siding settlement, for instance, embarrassing the city, getting the city in a lot of trouble, and they don't like it. city got themselves in trouble. I mean, there's a little, little old lady that came up not too long ago and says, when are you going to change my streetlight? It's been out for three years, you know? Yeah. It embarrasses them. And there is a way. There, there's know? process for those things, uh-huh. to report those things, and, but people don't always know what it is. But sometimes people go through that process, and, and then they work. end up no. at public input. And you should, have that, the, yeah. you should have that out, that that. Yep. Option. Scott Erisman, he is the blogger at SouthDakola.com. And uh, we're going to come right back and figure out if there's something else that's there's actually. Some more imp- stuff on the agenda. It, well, we'll do that. Maybe we'll just have our, our weekly agenda meeting. <laughs> this is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Blow away. 
416 on the Patrick Lally Show, and it's a little, it's a little uh, Wilco for Scott Arisman. Just bring some optimism to his life. Maybe the sun will shine today, Scott. There's going to be some optimism hitting my lips here at about 5 o'clock. <laughs> well, that's appropriate for the happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show, and we're heading into the home stretch of the show here with Scott Arisman. Clear optimism blogger at uh, southdakola.com yeah. and we talk about city issues on a regular basis and uh so what else is on you said there's other stuff on the agenda yeah, there are some surprises on there that i wasn't expecting but of course we have a new mayor so there's some things that decisions he has to make uh some are wondering who who the next finance director is he's got yep. to hire somebody yep um I he said yesterday he that he's considering you, huber or the guy who's in second in charge. I'm sure he's considering him. Yeah, and then he, I don't know if the city attorney that's filling in right now, uh, who was the deputy city attorney, uh, Karen Leonard, I don't know if he's offered her the job or if he's going to find someone else. Anyway, but the, what he those, said yesterday was he was looking broadly. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's considering more than just, mm-hmm. but I would imagine that people who are there who want to do that job would be considered. Right. So... He reaffirmed the directors that haven't quit, mm-hmm. basically, and he hasn't terminated. So he reaffirmed a bunch of directors from the Heathers. And, yep. Cotter and, and Kearney. And, well, I figured Cotter would stick around. I figured Mike Cooper would stick around. Yep. So they're on the yep. list. Um, so no no surprise there for those two. Um, you know, but he reaffirmed Jill, Jill Franken, Suquan Bagatton, and Don Kearney. Jill Franken. And those three surprised you gotta, you gotta, me. You gotta, you okay. gotta say who they are. Oh, health Jill, department. Jill Franken's health department. Sue Quanban Etten is central services, which in layman's term means baby information, yep. IT for the city. Yep. And, and building management. She manages the maintenance of the buildings, blah, blah, blah. And then um, uh, HR. Uh, Don, Don, HR got kept too. I'm sorry. Bill O'Toole. And then, what else? Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, and then um, Don Kearney, Parks Director. Now, Sue, Jill, and Don surprised me because there was a lot of things. They were all – well, Don was here before Heather. Um, Don Kearney, Parks Don Director. Kearney. And Don did a lot of things – did a lot of nasty things for Heather. And, uh, well, that's, which, that's not fair to say. Nasty is a – that's a loaded word. I he, – I, I, there was he carried so much water was well, funny that may have been his job but that's yeah, fine he yeah. got he got held over so he got held over he'd been there a long time that's maybe why paul said keep him on he knows what he's doing i guess but the <laughs> but the jill whatever the jill and sue thing surprised me because those were brought in by heather and jill franken's been in city government for a long time though right? no, no 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 did she come out no, of city government her, yeah okay Heather brought her in, and then Sue was from First Premier. Got it. And um, it really surprises me that he kept. I guess the biggest surprise is they kept Sue on. To tell you the truth. Um, well, is she good at her job? I mean, I'm sure he has. The, the, the other thing he doesn't has, need it failed so hugely technology wise and everything since the whole eight years Heather's there. There's nothing been improved. The you other know, part of that, just, though, is... Just in the first week, let me give you an example. T.J. Nelson puts up the and all the... He he's the, loaded he's it, the he's mayor's deputy, deputy chief, chief of staff. staff. He had IT load up all the audio 
from all the parks board meetings because they record them. Yep. He loaded them all up. They're all up on on the city website and go listen to any of them. He did that within the first couple of weeks. He was there. Sire has been broken for. Sire is the uh, online system. Ten years. Paul comes into office. All of a sudden, Sire's getting fixed. So that's why I'm the suit. But just from a practical standpoint, you know, he's not. He didn't have time really to go through. He's not going to wipe the slate clean and start over. Well, sometimes you have to. He. What I'm saying is that just because they, I don't want people to misunderstand. Just because they get affirmed on mm-hmm. Tuesday doesn't mean they're right. And that's another thing I was going to say. Just because they're getting reaffirmed, right, doesn't mean that he's going to keep them around. It, they're just reaffirmed. You serve at the pleasure of the mayor. Yeah, yeah. And it's then a the council votes on them. That's yeah. the reaffirm. And then, then the other thing on the agenda, which this, this was a nice little surprise too, because every mayor has to pick a successor. And they he goes down five because there's no vice there's no vice mayor right so in case he is incapacitated mm-hmm. or dies mm-hmm. or uh, um, quits mm-hmm. he has a successor until there can be an election and they have to call an election right away blah 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 but I think they'd be mayor up to like sixty days probably mm-hmm. so number two stayed the same under Heather number Am I two on there? no you're not oh, okay. I was surprised I wasn't on there either. <laughs> There's five of them. So we'll start at five. Mike Cooper is number five. Okay. So I think he was on Heather's list somewhere in there, too. Okay. Um, Number four is health department, Jill Franken. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three is human resources, uh, Bill O'Toole. Mm -hmm. And I think think he was number three. Under Heather? Under Heather, too. So, and number two stayed the same, too. Public Works, Mark Cotter. So Mark Cotter was number two. Solid. Now, now on, on... Number one for Heather was Tracy Turbeck, the finance director. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He's mm-hmm. leaving. He's not. We don't have a finance director really. So, who do you think? Have you guess who do you think he picked as his number one successor? Uh, now you got to think outside the box here. It doesn't have to be a director. No, no. Huh. Is it? Uh, I don't know. Erica Beck, chief of staff. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I was honestly, I was. Trying to remember who that was, <laughs> and it's, I just had a brain. I know who that is. I just had a brain fart. And That's, then I think I think here Patrick Lally's at eighty three, <laughs> and I think I'm at two oh five. You know, when he was yeah. here, when the mayor was here yesterday, he challenged me to because uh, I told him I was thinking about doing Dakota Man next mm-hmm. weekend triathlon yep, out at Wall yep. Lake, mm-hmm. and uh, he was thinking. And he sent me an email said he he actually sent me his registration. So now he's in. He's signed up to do Dakota Man next week. It was just sm- and you small are triathlon. Too? I haven't signed up. Yet. Oh, okay. But I haven't done a triathlon in, since uh, Ironman 2015 in Wisconsin. Well, that's a couple of years. Yeah, I don't know. I I couldn't do one. That could be <laughs> that could be that could be a spectacle. You know what I mean? Yeah. We could lay down some sort of wager. You could. You you. I think Pat, you you're telling me that you could beat him. Is what you're trying to tell me? Uh, he, he, I'm not as good. He's a lot younger than I am. First of all, he's 12 years younger than I am. Yes, he is younger than you. Yeah. And my age. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to confess because the, the mayor has completed one Ironman. Mm -hmm. He does a lot of stuff, but he's completed one Ironman. I have completed three. Mm -hmm. I did. And, uh, uh, we actually did the same race. So I went back and I did look at the times. I'm not going to say what they were, but I, I did. Yours was better, I bet. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I look. So maybe we'll have to have a challenge, but we'll see. Uh, Scott Arisman of the South Dakota blog and frequent 
com and frequent guest on this program. Uh, thanks for coming in, Dan. Yeah, no really problem. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. You too, buddy. Coming up after the news, well, we'll finish up here. We're going to polish off the week in a couple of minutes here. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO. Coming up tomorrow is uh, I talked about earlier, Family Fishing Day out there at uh, Family Park. That's fun. Also, Sioux Falls Pride Festival is tomorrow, twelve p.m. to six p.m. at Terrace Park. This year's event will be more family-friendly, focused offerings, entertainment, including American Idol contestant Maddie Todd, vendors, trucks, food, all that good stuff. Pride Festival Terrace Park tomorrow from twelve to six. Coming up on Monday, we're going to have Jody Schwan in from Sioux Falls.Business, and the common man will be here. Should be a good time. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you later. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Well, come on and